see. I hate money, probably because I don't have enough of it, and it stresses me out to juggle bills. But I mean, I remember in the early 2000s, there was a brief minute in time where I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. playing Russian roulette with with all of my bills. And right. uh, that's what the main character of 99 Homes feels like consistently through the entire movie. And so does everybody else he encounters. And it's kind of like, if you, um, it's definitely not a movie you want to watch if you're having a good day. But if you're <laughs> fighting with your spouse or your kids are asking you for an Xbox that you can't afford to buy, or you, you get, you're getting the, the, the pink slip in the mail you've lost a job or you're getting like a notice that your electricity is about to get cut off or you're like three months behind in the mortgage. That's a perfect time to watch 99 homes really relive the most horrible moments of your, uh, you know, 2008, 2009 lifestyle that you were living. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like let's just revisit Southern California in 2008 or whatever. Um, actually the movie is supposedly set like in Florida yeah. But as Dave and I know, when you see a movie that's, when you see movies, you can just tell, okay, you know, 80% of this movie is just down the street in Los Angeles, in the suburbs, right. and then they got some aerial shots where they, you know, they paid probably a, probably really a footage firm just to buy some aerial sh shots of like Miami downtown or something, you know what I mean? Or like, mm -hmm. or um, Palm Springs or like. Not Palm Springs. Palm is it Palm Beach? Is the, Palmdale Palm, or yeah, I think it's like Palm Beach, Florida, or Tam oh Tampa, like Tampa area. Sure. There's like these splashy, a couple splashes in the movie where it's clearly a shot of Florida, but for the most part, I mean, you're just like okay, yeah, you know, um, it's just typical movies. You know, the whole country looks like California. You know, right. like, or the whole country can be tamed within tamed within like a California neighborhood. Um, a lot of motel living people, a lot of motel creatures in this movie. Um, so the main character's doing, like, construction work in the beginning, and then, you know, they run out of money to pay the guys building the house on the crew he's working on, and he lives with his mom, but has a son, but his mom's behind a home mortgage, and he goes to court on her behalf, and he thinks he's gonna have more time, because they file some form or whatever, but it's all bullshit. And the guy who works for the bank that bought his house shows up with the sheriff, who's like, clearly like there's a setup. Like, he, he's like tipping, you know, he's tipping some cash, you know, there's a little bit of payoff, right? Because he mm. always has like the same two deputies and, he, you know, he goes to the same court clerk, so it's all kind of like arranged, you know? Like, he works for a bank corporation, and, well, not the main character, I'm kind of confusing characters now, I should back up. Michael Shannon's character works for the bank, who repossesses and then resells for cheap a bunch of homes. Um... Andrew Garfield's character is the dude who works at the construction company and gets laid off at the beginning of the movie, has a, a mom and a son he takes care of, and um, and then they're, they're on they're they're out on their butts. They they 
file the form, oh, but sure. it doesn't oh, matter. Dude. What's that? Yeah. No, I was just saying, yeah, they really are out on their butts. All their shit's on the street. Yeah. Uh, they can only carry so much in their truck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I don't know. Man. Like, I don't know, man. I, I remember, like, uh, we lost our place, and that was basically it. We had a, I had a moment in time like that. You know, my kids were babies, and, like, we were, yeah, we were, like, our stuff was in a, like, everything owned was in a car, including the cats oh, we shit. owned. You know, you know what I mean? So... I've been there, driving around, and I had just started a new job and didn't have a place, and, like, was literally, like, I remember we had, like, lunch at a McDonald's, and it was, like, you know, my last few bucks, and we had a full, we had, like, a, whatever, how much gas we had. I had to put the, mm. I had to take the spare out of my car, because we had popped the, the tire on the road, driving, like, 200 miles mm. where we were going, and, like, um, this is when I, I don't remember if I, do you remember when I briefly lived in Idaho, do you remember that? I was working for Very, Direct yeah. TV, so, yeah. Renting a place from like my wife's cousins or whatever, and then uh, that didn't work out long term, so we had to find a place. And then I remember that. I remember taking this distinct memory of like taking a lunch at a McDonald's that was like retrofitted. You remember when the McDonald's is in like the early two thousands were trying to look like the McDonald's from nineteen fifty, where yeah. they brought back the McDo the McDonald's hamburger guy, and like they had like the the double arch thing, and like it was weird like retro fifties sixties style stuff. It was one of those mm. joints, and like I remember circling ads in a paper for apartments and calling apartments, and we got an apartment, and it had the kind of same energy that this movie has in the beginning, where like your stuff is literally in your car with you, and you're literally driving around for a place to live, like right as it's happening in real time, you know, like. Mm. So, yeah, been there, man. Been in tight spots, and like I said, and I think about this, like, you know, if I make movies, who are the people I want to reach? Reach like probably the people that can't afford to buy movies, and they're like. <laughs> You know, their streaming service is probably about to be shut off because they don't have the extra seven bucks on top of everything else, credit card bills, rent, everything. Like, the Americans that I care about are those people. Or, like, not even Americans. Like, I mean, I'm sure it happens in the rest of the world, too. And I think about this, like, is our life still that much better than the rest of the world? They used to say that. Like, oh, you're entitled. You're American. Like, your stuff is still better than the rest of the world. I don't know if that's true anymore, but who who knows? Like, you know, are my complaints, like, first world complaining? Or is it, like... Is it really that tough, you know? Um, I don't I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I imagine it happens to a lot of people. Like, you wake up in the middle of the night going, how did I get this age? Like, what direction am I going in? And how stuck am I? Like, I, like I realized I know what bills are already coming out from... Like, you know, I don't know if you feel like, that, like this. You can tell me. But it's like you know your bills that are going to come out for, the, like, the next six months or whatever, or, like, the schedule that you have, right? Like, you know mm. what your bills look like in, in 30, 60, 90 days, whatever. And right. it does feel like a trap. It does feel like, okay, this is it. This is all I'm doing. I have this job. I pay these bills. And I think about it, It's like a house of cards. Like, the, the thing that this guy experiences in this movie, it's not so, like, abstract a concept. Like, it's not shooting aliens in outer space in a spaceship. This is like... Right. If the right, if like the right circumstances happen to each and every one of us, like we're this guy. You know what I mean? Like the only a series of events has to happen, and we're all this guy in a pickup truck looking for a motel because you've been booted out of your house. You know? You know what right. I mean? And then, and uh, the now the the twist of the movie, the turn, like when he starts to go to work for the real estate guy that took his house, that's where it gets into a little bit of flight of fancy. Because typically, people in real life, either they struggle and maybe they get their house back, 
or or they just move on, they get an apartment, townhouse, whatever, or that's it. It's like the mm. end of their story. But this guy, you know, ends up working for the banker, and then then he's evicting other people from their houses. So yeah, oh spoiler! I should have said he hates kind of a story. Yeah, I guess I should have said spoiler alert on that one, huh? I hyped up this movie big time, and then I just literally said one of the major plot devices. But I guess I don't have to tell them where the guy ends up. But um, and then and then the banker is running his own scam on his own on the on the companies that he has contracts with and the government that he has contracts with. Mm. Like he works for like the major corporations like uh, Fannie Mae or whatever, which is like a government backed mortgage loan company or whatever. And uh, they also have student loans, I think, if I remember right. When, like we were going to school, and I think they own student loans now. But they're just a big big loan corporation. But like, well, like in the movie, what Sally May and there's Fannie Mae, or yeah, oh yeah, there's and Freddie Mac. There's a bunch of Mays, yeah. And uh, so then um, the scam is like he has the guy pull out the appliances and then he resells them in the homes he already owns or something like that. Like they keep pulling appliances and then then they put it in like insurance claims, right? Yeah. And then they get they get payouts. Like they'll still AC units and uh, yeah, shit like that, just to yeah scam the uh, Fannie Mae or whoever's. Yeah. And what's funny is, uh, do you know how I got this as a stocking stuffer? How's that? Well, I mean, my day job is like in real estate, right? Like Mm -hmm. I do social media for a real estate company, whatever. And I go to like their trade events sometimes and work Uh on like marketing uh, campaigns, you know, um, like online and through social media platforms, whatever, support, customer service, all that crap. Someone's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, John works in real estate. So here, here you go. Here's a copy of 99 Homes. You know, you know, you know what I mean. That's a, it's like, a mixed message. <laughs> well, oh, like oh, they think like I'm like the piece of shits in the movie, or, or no, no, like, I mean, that's I'm a... like if they if they want you to aspire to be like Michael Shannon in that movie, or oh. uh, you know, that's not the message you should be taking from that movie. I don't, Man, I don't know if that's I, what they're I, trying to say. I don't know. My my other fear is this too: is like um, that one day I'm not going to recognize myself. Like, what I set out to do in my life is not going to be fully realized. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I crack open an old script and I'm like, this is really fucking good. Like, if I was a studio head, I would greenlight this. And this is not just John May talking up John May shit. It's just like, I really put a lot of thought and effort and time into writing these screenplays that I have. Mm. And, uh, I don't know, like... Everybody has regrets, but I don't want to be like a book of regrets, or I don't want to be a country song of regrets. I don't want to be like a cautionary tale. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I remember this, yeah. like, um, some of the group Sixers were trying to organize like a reunion for us, you know. And I'm like, I, I don't want to show up to that. Like, what am I going to say to these people? Look, my hair fell out. Look, uh, um, I'm like 100 pounds overweight. Look, uh, um, I'm in debt. I live paycheck to paycheck. I got a regular job. Uh, didn't make any of the movies I was talking about making. But I'm not like this guy in Indiana Homes. I, I can't... I don't even have a home to lose. Never had enough home. Didn't Never had enough house for somebody to take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But the closest I can say to that is, like, I did take out a loan to pay off some credit cards. You know, it's Christmas time. Gotta buy those fucking presents, you know? Yeah. Man. This is a, definitely a holiday uh, cheer movie. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is, this is like, yeah, you know, um, get some, uh, 
get some vanilla ice cream and some apple pie and sit down with the family and put in 99 homes. At the end of the, by the end of the movie, the son doesn't respect the father and <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, he may or may not lose everything by the end of the movie. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Actually, I mean, he spends half the movie trying to negotiate how to get back his family home. And then by the time he gets it, he doesn't even care anymore. Right. It's, uh... I really like this movie. I don't... I mean, it's, uh... It's not a... You know, we're kind of joking, but it is not a feel-good movie. Uh, you know, mm. like you said, you don't want to throw this on if you're having a good day. This isn't going to lift your spirit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a hell of a performance by Michael Shannon, though. Like, uh, he's really good at playing sleazy, kind of shithole guys. No, I mean, he's, or he's, he's, he's holding it down. That's, you know, he looks like three or four real estate brokers that I've encountered, you know? So he's definitely, he's definitely, uh, he fits the mold. That's for sure. But he's not wrong either. I mean, could you imagine rolling, rolling in some bills? Like, could you imagine, like, I don't know, concentrating? I mean, I guess you, your lifestyle has to be equal to earning money. And that's it. Yeah, I like, suppose. Uh... Like, that's what you would have to do. Like, nothing else would have to matter. Just earn those bills. Chasing that paper, as the rappers say. You know, getting that cheddar, David. Getting that cheddar. <laughs> uh, man, um, the movie's pretty artistic. I mean, it's by the this. He's actually he's Iranian, but he doesn't live in Iran. He's a filmmaker from like Connecticut of all places, but his like parents are immigrants, and but he's like a first generation American. He's the guy that made Man Pushcart. Yeah, and, I've heard uh, of that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Take a look at that. And then he made this other movie that I wanted to see about some farmers that are in some kind of controversy with, uh, let's see, Den uh, Dennis Dennis Quaid. I haven't watched it yet. Dennis Quaid and Zac Efron. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that movie, but uh, hmm. this guy, he's an artsy-fartsy director. He's kind of known in that circle of like being like a really good indie director. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just most recently did like a, a new version of Fahrenheit nine or not Fahrenheit nine eleven, uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one for HBO. Yeah, with Michael B. Jordan, but I haven't gotten to that. And he's definitely an art house director. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I liked it. Like I said, I um Michael Michael Shannon stills the show. I mean, he's usually a pretty intense actor, anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew. Um... What's his name? Garfield. Yeah, yeah, he held his own. He, he, I mean, he I he believe he was from the south. <laughs> yeah, because oh, he's man. a British guy. But well, I mean, like, and then somebody comes pounding on his door. Like, he knocks on people's doors, offers them like this dollars for keys deal or whatever. Like, they basically pay them a small amount for their homes if they vacate within the eviction process, so they don't have to take them to court. But um, then he has like a guy who recognizes him, moves into the same motel that he's living in. And he's like, you just right. evicted me, blah, 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 and it gets all intense. And then, like, later there's, like, a forged court document, and, like, he, this guy definitely feels stuck. Like I said, if you ever feel stuck, if you ever feel stuck by, like, your circumstances, your bills, or, like, your own, whatever you're going through, like, this guy feels that in the movie. And he's, he's, do, he's doing a good enough job in the performance for you to feel that way. You watch the movie, you feel stuck with this guy, but then he makes a series of bad choices, 
And then you kind of, like, decide, like, do you still go on the ride with him or whatever? And I'm, like, thinking about, you know, like, what if somebody did give you an opportunity to get out of debt and to get some, to get the money you need? Where he, where he takes it too far is, like, after he saves the house that he was supposedly fighting for, then after that point, it's just greed, I guess, right? It's just, like, something completely different. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, he, he definitely, I don't know if, how far into greed he went. I mean, I mean, he collected money because he was trying to get his house, because he never did anything crazy with his money. Like, I, I feel like it was all in service of getting his home back and getting back on his feet. Like, he didn't, like, live an extravagant life by working for Yeah, Michael until Schaffer. he decides to go buy the McMansion that has the giant well, pool, and then sells his family home as collateral. As like the down oh, payment yeah, on the Nick Mansion. So all right, uh, you know, I, it's been about a week or so since I've seen this, so maybe I'm missing some small details. <laughs> um, and then, true. and then, when he's no longer in debt and has money in the bank and a place to live, his mom ditches him and takes the son with him. And like the son, I don't know, like in the beginning, the son was devastated by everything that was happening to his dad, and at the end of the movie, like. It's like he didn't stick up for his dad, and then he just took off with the grandma. And they went to, like, wherever her sister lived. I forget, like, where her sister lived, but they just, like, took right. off. Oh, Scottsdale or something. They, somewhere in Arizona, the aunt lived or whatever, and they just, like, they all skedaddled out of there. Um, I mean, at that point, you're Mr. Wall Street. Keep the McMansion, buy yourself a new car, and fucking enjoy it. Don't do the next thing that he, this guy does. I mean, he basically, like, commits, like, seppuku at the end. Not literally. He doesn't literally commit, like, honorable suicide, but there's a forged court document that this real estate company turns in in order to procure this other house, which is, like, the last house in the series of, like, there's this little neighborhood that they want to flip at the same time to build, like, a freeway or something. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but they need to get 100 mm. homes, and they have one left, and it's this guy who encountered the main character who knows him. He like their kids went to school together or whatever, and they gotta get this guy's house. And some paperwork wasn't filed correctly, so on a technicality, they weren't gonna get the guy's house until they filed this other paperwork, right? Mm -hmm. Like they submitted it after the date, like the allowance for the time or whatever. But the clerk got paid off, so they just like stamped the form, whatever. But the main character knows mm -hmm. that, and then like the other guy loses his total shit, takes out a machine gun, starts shooting cops, starts trying to shoot the realtor guy, Michael Shannon, and, like, really is losing his shit. And I thought he was going to shoot, you know, the main character. I thought he was going to shoot Andrew, Andrew Garfield's character. You know, I thought he was going to blow him away. Um, right. But just revealing that there's, like, a document in court, honestly, I don't know how, that, how far that goes in real life. Most likely, like, the main character would just lose his job. He'd just get fired for revealing company secrets, you know? And right. the company would probably just take a fine. They'd get the guy's house anyway, and the guy just shot up the neighborhood, so he's in fucking jail. You know what I mean? He shot at the police. Yeah. Could be attempted murder, and he put his kids in danger. He'll never see his kids again. Like, you know what I mean? So, it's not like there's a fairy tale ending, and that guy gets to keep his house. You know, you right. know what I mean? Just because you found out that the bank filed the paperwork incorrectly. You know, and uh, and whatever. Yeah, so, that's, that's kind of a good point. You know, Andrew Garfield has a crisis of conscience, if you will. Yeah. Tries to save the day. But, like, yeah, you're right. The guy, no matter what, even though Andrew Garfield stuck up for him, that guy still, like, you know, shot at cops and shit. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. His, 
<laughs> no matter yeah. no matter you now you've put your karma back in place. He's still gonna go to jail. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> and like they do it accidentally shot his his own wife and kids too. You know. Anyway, yeah. and folks, I'm not saying like I'm upset at my day job. Like I feel the pressure of my bills just like anybody else. I think about what am I gonna do? You know, weeks from now, months from now, years from now. I just want to be a stranger to myself like this guy is at the end of the movie. You know, you know what I mean? I'm not going to end up in the back of a squad car or shooting up wives and children. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like Jesus. Um, yeah, the movie's definitely intense. It's only a stock and suffer because the whole definition of stock and suffers is these are movies that somebody's just given us because we like movies, but they don't know our tastes or whatever, and they just go, one thing leads to another, here's a movie. And I think just think it's the real estate connection. They know I do something related to real estate, you know, uh, for a living, and they just like... Here you go. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Here's a movie with with homes in the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, happy holidays, folks. Yeah. Hope you're paying your bills. <laughs> and if not, um, instead of shooting out your living room with, like, an M16A1 or whatever the hell that is, uh, just, just have another glass of eggnog and maybe sing some Christmas carols. And remember the ending of A Wonderful Life. He didn't take out a machine gun. <laughs> Thank you.